what he is assuming is Jesus assumed that you and I would fast. You know the phrase, don't assume because it makes a blank out of you and me? That's not true about Jesus. His assumptions aren't wrong. And so he just assumed that fasting would be a part of our lives. That's why he said, when you fast, do this and don't do this. And so the implication for us is this, is that fasting is supposed to be a regular part of our faith. That fasting is supposed to be a regular part of our faith, that it needs to be something that we do. Do we do it all the time? No, but there, from time to time, God will call us to fast. And when he does, we do it. It's supposed to be a regular part of our faith. And just to make this clear, I want to just hit this. Fasting is not a commandment. You know, you are not a sinner if you don't fast. If you never fast, God will bless you, and you will be his favorite kid, and he will love you and take care of you, and you'll have a great life because Jesus came to give life to the fullest. But I promise you this, if you will fast and I will fast, there's more to it. So fasting is not a command. It's an invitation into more of the Lord. And so Jesus just assumed it would be a regular part of our life. And the other implication is it needs to be a regular part of our life and our faith. And so we want to be people who make this a regular part of who we are, both individually and corporately, that fasting would be a part of who we are. And so I hope we're kind of starting to get a picture and understand of what fasting is. And it's abstaining from food or drink for a set time to grow spiritual purposes. It is sacrificing for the Lord for more of Jesus. And it's supposed to be a regular part of our faith. And so I want to talk for just a minute about when we fast, kind of what happens inside of us. Because we're sacrificing physically for stuff to happen inside of us. And so what happens inside of us when we fast? You know, what is God giving? You know, what does fasting bring us and change in us? I would say there are four main things that fasting does in us. The first thing it does is it brings us humility. It brings us humility. It just makes us more humble. Fasting is choosing voluntary weakness before God. And when we do that, we're being humble and God's grace is poured out. Let me say this. Humility is the most important virtue in God's kingdom. Humility is absolutely the most important virtue in God's kingdom because it is the virtue that leads to everything else. You see, pride is what made the devil the devil. And humility is what led Jesus to the cross. And so pride is all hell, and humility is all heaven. And so you and I need to be humble people before the Lord. And fasting helps make us humble because we're choosing voluntary weakness physically before God. In James 4, 6, it says that God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. And so we want to be a humble people, humble before God. That doesn't mean that we don't know our identity. It doesn't mean we let people walk all over us. But it means we're humble before God, yet confident in who he is and who he's called us to be. So fasting helps make us humble. It brings humility. The second thing fasting brings is it really kills the sinful nature in us. It helps kill the sinful nature in us. That all of us in here, whether you're a Christian or not, we are all sinners. And everybody needs a Savior, and it's only found in Jesus. And even after you become a Christian, you still got your sinful nature. And what fasting does, through that, God helps kill our sinful nature, the sin that we have in us, the things that bind us and keep us in our flesh and our sinful nature. Fasting helps kill those things. You know, Jesus said, be holy as I am holy. And we want to be a holy people. We want to be a holy people. That doesn't mean we're perfect, 
but that we are growing in grace and growing in Christ's holiness until we see him and live to trust with him. Lord, we grow by the Lord killing our sins. That's the second thing fasting does. The third thing fasting does is it brings breakthrough. Right? It brings breakthrough. It brings God's breakthrough into our lives. You know, there are just times where we need God to move. There are times we need God to speak. We need the Lord to intervene. And fasting helps bring that. If you look in Daniel chapter 10, there's a story where the prophet Daniel was fasting, and it brought God's breakthrough that Daniel needed. And so fasting brings God's breakthrough that we need. You know, God sees our sacrifice, and he responds to it. And the last thing fasting does, and we've already hit on this, fasting just gives us more of Jesus. It just gives us more of Jesus, more of his presence, more of his glory, more of his power, more of his glory. You know, John the Baptist in John 3 said, he must become greater and I must become less. You know, we just need more of Jesus. Every single one of us needs more of Jesus in our lives, and that's what fasting can do. And so it's those four things that are happening on the inside of us that when we fast, it brings humility, it kills our sinful nature, it brings God's breakthrough, and we get more of Jesus. And all of us need more of those four things every second of every day. And fasting helps bring that about in our lives more and more. And so that's kind of giving us the big picture of fasting and kind of the basics of it and what it is. But fasting also, I think, has a deeper level to it. You know, all of what I just said is important and true, but there's kind of a deeper level and kind of a heart level for us, for us to understand it's this. Is that ultimately, I think what fasting is, is it's, it's one of the best ways we can demonstrate our love and affection for Jesus by sacrificial love. It's a great way to sacrifice in terms of love to show Jesus how much we love him. You know, there is just something where, you know, when love is sacrificial, when somebody loves us sacrificially, we can use our heart, and Jesus is the same way. And so when he sees us fast, when he sees us choosing voluntary weakness and sacrificing food, it just moves his heart toward us. You know, I think about times when my wife will do something sacrificial to me, it just moves my heart. That's how Jesus is. You know, and love is not really love unless it costs you something, unless it's sacrificial. And so fasting is a way that we sacrifice physically to show Jesus how much we love him and we need him. And in that, he responds. And in that, his presence and his grace are poured out in our lives. I already kind of mentioned this. You know, I started learning about fasting in college, and it was a little surprising and overwhelming, like, you know, not eating. I was like, well, this, this sounds terrible. And that's just honestly how I responded to it. But... I was able to start doing it some in college, and um, I started fasting one day a week in college. You know, I did some couple days here and there. I did some longer fasts, and it was really incredible just beginning to experience the blessing and the benefit of it. You know, and just I was like, as I was able to give myself to it, how God began to move and began to change me. And I don't say any of that to brag and make myself look good. I am terrible at fasting. Please know that. I don't stand up here as much as this. Most of my sermons, I preach kind of in the spirit of repentance, and fasting is near the top of that. I'm not good at it. But as I've done it, I've really begun to experience where it's like, wow, Lord, you are really moving and changing me. And I promise you, God uses fasting to do that. And it will change your walk with him as you give more of it. As we step into this wisely and as we give ourselves to it, 
godly leader in Jesus. Now, I want to say something here, and I want to say this because I want to give you guys a straight skinny about fasting. Um, I don't want to pretend that fasting is like rainbows and unicorns. I'm not trying to sell you something. I'm going to be totally honest with you. Fasting is hard. It's hard. It's not easy. I mean, think about it. If you have a day in your life where you miss a meal, you're hungry, probably a little moody, not as nice as you were before you skipped that meal, and I'm the same way. And I promise you when you do fasting, you will be hungry, you will get probably a little angry, you'll be irritable, you'll snap at people, and the longer fast you do, the worse those things become. I can think of longer fasts I've done by multiple days into it. I was a terrible person because I'm hungry, you know. The phrase hangry really rings true. I also read this week that hangry just got added to the dictionary, and I thought, God help us. What is happening to our language? But whatever. Anyway, I just want you to know fasting is hard. It's not easy. But I promise you this, it's worth it. The rewards outweigh the cost. What God will do in you and through you is worth it. The cross is an unbelievably painful thing Jesus had to endure. The sacrifice of love through fasting will outweigh the cost of it. It's not easy, but I promise you, when you do it, you'll be blessed. You know, there's another time in college where our Wesley Foundation, we had called a week-long fast. And I was like, okay. I was like all pumped. I'm like, oh, I'm going to do this. It's going to be awesome. And I was a junior in college. And the night before the fast started, I just had like a total panic attack. Because I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to not eat for a week. I'm going to die. I'll never be able to do this. This is going to be horrible. And so I kind of went and prayed. And I basically, I totally talked myself out of doing the fast. But I rationalized it like, you know, you know how we can just like lie to ourselves like we're being spiritual. But I totally chickened out on the fast and didn't do it. And God wasn't mad at me. I didn't sin or anything. But I'll say this, like, looking back, I missed out. I missed out, and I wish I had done it. And just to say, it's hard, but it's worth it. It can be scary, but I promise you God will give you the grace to do it. It really is worth it. And so, as we move towards fasting and as we go into it, let me say one more thing. This is kind of the whole point of my message, all right? So if you haven't been paying attention, that's okay. Just check in with yourself. But, yeah, y'all think, like, pastors don't notice y'all. We, we see who's looking. We see who's, you know, that's okay. Um, but let me say this about fasting. There are certain things that God only does in us when fasting is a part of our life. That there are certain things, and I don't know exactly all they are, there are certain things that God only does when we fast. There's a story in Mark chapter 9 where this man brings a boy to Jesus. I'm sorry, he brings a boy to Jesus' disciples to cast out the demon. And the disciples can't do it. And Jesus, of course, does it. And later the disciples ask, they're like, hey, Lord, why couldn't we drive out that demon? And the passage says, Jesus says, that kind can only come out by prayer and fasting. That there are certain things that God only does in us when we fast. And when fasting is a part of who we are. And so if we want God's fullness for us, I want to invite you and encourage you to make fasting a part of who you are. 
committee. And I know you guys, you want God's fullness in your life. And fasting helps bring that about. There are certain things God only does in us and through us as a result of us fasting. And so just know that. And this is just important for fasting. It's hard. It's kind of scary as we jump into it. But I promise you there are things God only does because of fasting. And it will change you um, very quickly. So we're going to be doing this during Lent. Like we said, every Wednesday. Um, I just want to give you a quick rundown of it. Um, this is just my suggestion to you. Take it for what it's worth. Um, a good way to fast if you are like going to do some type of food fast. I would eat dinner Tuesday and then break it with dinner Wednesday. And that will be about a day. That way you don't go to bed hungry and it kind of makes it a little easier. Now, in terms of what you fast, you can fast all food, no fruits and vegetables. That's up to you. But we're going to be doing this. And what we're going to do as a church is every Wednesday night at 615, we're going to meet down in the sanctuary for a time of prayer and sharing and just coming together. And everybody's invited to that if you can make it all the week, one week, whatever. And what we want to do is we want to come together and then break our fast as a group. We're going to go out to eat. So it'll just be kind of a time of fellowship and sharing. But that's something we're going to do. Also, if you look in your bulletin, um, you'll find this insert. It's got some information about fasting, some of the stuff I've talked about, some Bible verses, some tips. And so that's just for you to take. And so I just want to encourage you in the next couple of days, just pray about and think about, okay, Lord, how would you like me to fast? And just do what God tells you to do. That's all we want you to do. And let me say uh, this, too, just in terms of wisdom and caution. You know, if you have health issues where you need to eat, you know, we're not saying to ignore your doctor and just do this. Like, be wise, do what will keep you safe. If you struggled with eating disorders or have something like that, you know, don't, don't use fasting as a way to lose weight. But use wisdom, have some accountability, and take a step into it. So that's what we're going to start this Wednesday. And guys, I got to tell you, I'm excited about this. I think it's going to be awesome. God is going to do some great things in you and in us as a church. And so I just want to encourage you.